This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, great to be with you. And Bridget, we're, we're building right up to that uh, big day. I think uh, many people probably were planning on going to our annual dinner, but uh, as you probably know, we're not having an annual dinner uh, as such as we've had in the past this time around because of the virus. But we are having two things. We're having uh, an Evangelist of the Year Award, which we're calling the Bishop Fulton Sheen Evangelist of the Year Award. And we're going to be presenting that to an area priest in a live broadcast. And when I say we're going to be presenting it, it's actually going to be Archbishop Charles Thompson is going to be uh, presenting that to an area priest. And that's going to happen on Wednesday, September 9th, between 5 and 6 p.m. right here on Catholic Radio. So kind of mark your calendar, make a point to be listening there and find out uh, the recipient of our first annual Archbishop Fulton Sheen Evangelist of the Year Award. That's Wednesday, September 9th, four to five, or 5 to 6, 5 to 6 p.m. here on Catholic Radio Indy. And uh, during our dinners, we've always had a live auction and a silent auction. Can't do that either this year. But what we are doing is having an uh, online auction. And so we're really looking forward to that. From September 1st through September 9th, you're going to be able to go to catholicradioindy.org and you're going to be able to bid on, oh, wow, it's way over 100 items now. A lot of great stuff, fun stuff for the whole family, uh, artwork for the home, religious items for the home or office or wherever you might want to use them, uh, great thing, meals to eat out, dinners with area priests, just all kinds of things, and you'll be able to bid on all of them September 1st through September 9th by going to catholicradioindy.org. And Bridget, we've got a great guest today. Yeah, and you know, as we've been um, kind of leading up to this event, our virtual dinner, um, we've been talking a lot about the topic of evangelization because that's really what we're all about here at Catholic Radio Indy, and kind of we wanted to do that leading up to this um, evangelization of the year or evangelizer of the year award that we're going to be presenting on our event. So guess what? We're going to be talking about evangelization again today, and specifically we're going to be talking about um, some practical tips of what you can do to evangelize. And our guest today is Angela Exner. She is the Director of Adult Formation, Mission, and Discipleship. I love that title, at St. Louis de Montfort and Fisher. So welcome to Faith in Action, Angela. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, when we talked, and, and we were actually, when we chatted, I was in a in line to drop off my daughter at Purdue uh, like a week or so ago, and um, I just knew in talking to you just how passionate you are about this topic. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, just when we, before we got started here, you even mentioned you did some Catholic radio, I think, so um, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do um, in your role there at St. Um, Louis de Montfort? Well, I have, uh, I move around a lot. Let's just put it that way. So <clears throat> I've worked in parish life um, for many, many years. I've been doing this for over 20 years. 
I've, I was uh, ran the family marriage uh, and life office in the Diocese of Venice in Florida. I've worked for Ascension Press. I've worked for a couple of couple leagues. Um, that was wonderful and great, but <clears throat> there's something about being in the parish. And uh, a couple years ago, I was at the convocation where we were talking about evangelization and the importance of what St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict, um, Pope Francis, how they were all asking us to really live out this new evangelization. And we were there in this convocation, which hadn't been done in 100 years. And I just knew that that is where I need to be. And it's hard. I mean, you can do it from the diocese, and you can, you know, Ascension and Couple of Couple League were great, but it's in the parish where the heart of it is. And to make that come alive, I'm just excited to be here. I um, And it's not a DRE uh, where you're... You're doing evangelization, and you're the DRE. It's adult formation, mission, and discipleship. That's what drew me to this job. That's what drew me to say yes to this job, and I'm so excited to be here. So then are there actually two two different roles, two positions there, or are you doing the director of religious education, or are you in addition to you have your own separate mission of formation, um, uh, mission, and and evangelization. Is that, is that, am I yes. understanding that correctly? Yeah, Beth Craig is our, um, she does religious education for preschool through fifth grade. Then Reed Liazor is here. He is the one who works with the junior high. Dave Neeson works with the senior high. We are just very blessed at St. Louis de Montfort to be able to have these full-time positions to really be there um, for our parishioners in every aspect. And adult formation, I get to concentrate on adult formation, mission, and discipleship. So it's a full-time, how do we evangelize our adults? How do we evangelize our parents? How do we get this done? And so um, it, it's a wonderful project here, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Well, um, we're talking with Angela Eckner. She is the Director of Adult Formation, Mission, and Discipleship there at St. Louis de Montford. And... How would you, we've been talking about this topic of evangelization for a couple weeks now, how would you describe evangelization? Well, evangelization in a simple world is just passing on the message of Jesus Christ, that we are loved, that God longs to be in relationship with, with us, he died for us, so now what is your response? We're called to respond to that gift. That's a simple answer. But it's much more complex. I mean, like I said, we just had a huge convocation a couple of years ago that was solely on evangelization, where over 150 bishops were there, over 200 organizations. Leadership from all over the United States came and said, how do we evangelize? And they talked about the people on the peripheries and how important it is to recognize the people on the peripheries. Uh, St. John Paul II wrote and spoke about the new evangelization for years. Pope Benedict, um, one of his, I love this line, he says, we cannot forget that the lifestyle of believers needs to be genuinely credible and all the more convincing for the dramatic conditions in which those who need to hear it live. So we have to recognize where our society is and, and where they're at and meet them where they're at. And then, of course, Pope Paul VI, um, he had his apostolic exhortation, you know, after the Synod on Evangelization. So it's a complex issue, and yet it's simple, and we need to learn how to do evangelization. 
Well, one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned society. Um, where are we at as a society when it comes to the need for evangelization, especially in our culture here in the United States? Well, people are longing to be known, to be loved. They're hungry for this longing that's been placed in their heart by God that only God can fulfill. But where we are as a society is we're at a fatherlessness. I mean, right now we have 35% of people in the households are being raised, children are being raised without a father in the house. Okay, that's a huge percentage. We, and, and we know what happens from that. Fathers, um, they affirm our femininity, you know, as women. So young daughters, our femininity is affirmed by our fathers. They role model masculinity. So young men see what is needed through their masculinity by their fathers. So one of our greatest wounds that is deep is that we don't have fathers. We have broken families. And we're still trying to use a 1950s model of, you know, these nuclear families that are together and that are not single households. And you come into a parish and they're all about having the parents there and having their parent sessions and then having the kids. And you're like, wait a second, how are we dealing with single-parent households? How are we helping them? What are we doing to deal with um, the media and the, the pornography problem, the, the epidemic of, of a sexualized society? How are we addressing these issues of chastity and purity and, and even the chastity of the eyes? How are, we, how are we doing that in society today when they're so wounded, so lonely, so isolated? Um, we have to meet people where they're at, and that's a key of what we're talking about, is, is that if the domestic church is the nucleus of society, and our, the domestic church being the family, and the family is broken and falling apart, then society is falling apart. And we have to address that issue and those deep, deep wounds. Well, one thing that you mentioned that just when you were talking about, like, the single the single parent family, I mean, I just think about all the sacramental preparation that my own kids have gone through, and, you know, my husband and I would have to tag team, you know, someone needs to stay home with the kids while the other parent will go to the meeting, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we'd have to do that, but if you only have one parent and maybe one parent, maybe that parent even has to work that night, you know, it just presents it. It presents so many other challenges just in that one example. So it's really interesting that you bring that up. That you know we're, we're still using the same the 1950s model per se in the parishes, yet our family structures are a lot a lot different. So that's just a really interesting insight that that you bring up that I hadn't even ever thought of. Um, I want to ask you, how do we respond or bring people to respond to God? How do we do that? How are you doing that, um, you know, at, at you know, St. Louis de Montfort? Or do you have any suggestions for us in that area? So with evangelization, I, one of the things that drew me to this parish, too, is their mission statement. It's um, love God, uh, make, <clears throat> excuse me, love God, make disciples, and serve Christ in the world. So loving God is growing in holiness. To evangelize, you have to grow in holiness. You have to be in a personal relationship with God. You have to come to know him and be in relationship with him. When you come to know Jesus and be in relationship with him, then he's living within you. The Holy Spirit, the giver of life, is living and 
alive within you and you have a passion and you can be this witness. So you can deliver God's love when you are a person of prayer and in relationship with God. So loving God helps you to grow in holiness. And then you make disciples. So we respond to God's love because we need we need to heal. But if we're in a fatherless epidemic, okay, we talk about these pandemics and everything, father, the fatherless wound is very real. So let's meet our father. Let's meet our real father who loves us. Let's meet the one who created us, whose love never changes, who will never abandon us, who loves us unconditionally in all of our faults and all of our wounds and all of our brokenness. And when we are feeling lonely and when we are at, you know, crumbled up on the floor in our bedroom or our bathroom and in tears and, and crying out, God the Father is there to pick up his child. He is there to love you. He's pursuing you passionately. And when you come to know that love, when you respond to that love, life is completely different. You're never alone. You're never isolated. There is this genuine, um, authentic, beautiful relationship that now is a part of every aspect of your life. And so we need to bring the Father to our people. And in order to do that, we have to have these one-on-one conversations. And what we're doing right now, or even small groups, small group conversations, what we're doing right now is we're, we're having vast programs with vast amounts of people, and, and you come in and you do these things, and you don't encounter because you're in a large group, and, and people who are so wounded don't know how to be vulnerable. And the thing about God is he teaches us to be very vulnerable in, in the wounds of Christ. I mean, I know, like, sometimes in my prayer life, I actually can see Jesus' chest, and there's this deep wound by his heart, you know, where he was pierced. And I I crawl up into his heart, and as his heart beats, I'm like cradled and rocked in the the blood of Jesus. And and he holds me so tight, and he he just loves on me, and I feel saturated. And I'm in holiness, but saturated by the blood of the Lamb, saturated by his love. And there's just something so beautiful about that. And if we can bring that to people and then help them to be vulnerable... But in order to do that, to make disciples, you have to be vulnerable. And in order for you to be vulnerable, that's a a great point right there for you to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to kind of pick back up on that small group and that kind of one-on-one kind of um, discipling others. So um, we'll stay tuned for more faith in action, and we'll get to that in the second half. The list of items on our online auction continues to grow. Anytime between September 1st and September 9th, visit catholicradioindy.org to register and bid. It's easy and it's fun. Here's some of the items that you can bid on. Religious artwork from Angel's Corner. Four rounds of golf at Plum Creek Golf Club. An overnight stay at the new Hyatt Place Hotel in Fishers. A dental hygiene kit from Wolf Family Dentistry. Admissions for four to Connor Prairie. A snack pack from Johnson's Barbecue. A necklace and a $500 certificate from McGee's Fine Jewelers in Greenwood. A gift card from Puccini's Pizza. An hour lane rental at Pinhead's Bowling Alley. A gift basket of all made-in-Indiana items from A Taste of Indiana. An overnight stay and golf foursome at Belterra Casino Resort. You can bid as often as you like. Anytime between September 1st and September 9th, you can see all of the items and bid on them at catholicradioindy.org. You'll also be able to bid by phone. 
You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley's in the studio, and we are talking with our guest, Angela Exner. She's the Director of Adult Formation, Mission, and Discipleship um, at St. Louis de Montfort, and we're talking about evangelization, and we're going we're gonna to get to some practical tips here, but before we do that, I want to ask a little bit, you've talked about a little bit of a dynamic of small groups, being vulnerable, kind of one-on-one relationships and discipling that way. Just pick up on that a little bit. So small groups are a way to be more intimate. One of the things that we really as a society aren't good at is, is being comfortable in silence. And in small groups, what you can do is you can lead somebody in a very practical way into a medita- into meditation and prayer and lead them to be comfortable in silence by meditating on Scripture. Um, Lexio Divina is really, really big around here, but I, I think a more beautiful style uh, is the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius and really entering into the story. And um, there's a way that you can do that in small groups, uh, help the people open up and then bring them to the story of the Gospel and then say, you know, what is the temperature? You know, is the wind blowing? Where are you at in the scene? What's happening? Is anyone speaking to you? And you kind of put them in the story and and get them, like, seeing it, being it, visualizing it. And and then they start to encounter Jesus Christ. And it's a beautiful way. And then you can start discussing it in small group and discussing your prayer life, discussing your encounters with Jesus. And it's a great way to start introducing them to relationship with Jesus in small group. But another way is... It's one-on-one. We just, we're not good at, at being one-on-one with people anymore. We have so many programs, and we're, we, we're, just, we're all about programs. But what we need to do is we need to take the time and say, I'm going to meet with this person once a week or biweekly or at least once a month. I'm going to bring this person to coffee, and I'm going to listen to this person. I'm going to hear this person I'm going to see where their their wounds are, where the you know what is the root of of their unhappiness. Where does Jesus really need to encounter this person? And when they see that you love them with the love of Christ, when they see you enter into relationship and take time for them, and that you really are listening, and that you care with the love of God, that is when they start to open up and they learn to be vulnerable. And when they learn to be vulnerable and they start entering in, what happens is you work with them for a year. Some people might take two years. <laughs> um, it depends on the person. <clears throat> but you are making a disciple there, as Jesus told us. So you create a disciple and you help them by evangelizing to them, helping them encounter God. And then as they encounter God, they're going to have questions about the faith. They're going to want to know more. Why do we do this? Why do we teach this? Why do we believe that? And you're there to answer those questions or point them to somebody who can or point them then to programs in the church that can or small groups to learn. Um, and then, then you take that person who you've made a disciple and you have them be a disciple maker. And that's the big thing. We're great at making disciples. We're getting evangelization always talks about making disciples. But that's not enough. You have to be. You have to make disciple makers. And so, to make a disciple, then you take that person you've been meeting one on one with, 
and you say, okay, I'm going to bring you to Sally's house. And you knock on the door and you're saying, Sally, meet Jennifer. And Sally and Jennifer meet, and now you tell Jennifer, who you've been working with for a year, and say, you're going to start meeting with Sally weekly instead of me. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start to get to know her. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring her down that same journey. And vice versa. And this keeps going. And you, you make disciple makers. But one thing that I do find in small groups is what happens is some people grow in those small groups and they stick to them, and they'll be in them for years, and this is their comfortable people who they can be vulnerable with and who've, who've walked them through the, their greatest trials in life and struggles, but they don't expand. They might, mm-hmm. like, as a group, be a part of something, like, hey, let's go do this um, in the church as a group. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So a group decides, we're going to go to marriage enrichment. This small group who's been together for... 10 years. We're going to go to marriage uh-huh. enrichment. And so this whole group goes to marriage enrichment, and then you have some new people in the parish who are like, I'm go- as a couple, let's go to marriage enrichment and meet other couples. Well, they walk in, and here's this already tight group, and they don't say hi. They don't encounter you. They don't love on you. They don't embrace you. And then you feel alienated, and they're like, well, this is kind of clickish. <laughs> and that's where you have to say, okay, this, <laughs> so you, you get to small groups, but you have to then make them disciple makers. Mm-hmm. Instead of just becoming disciples, you have to make disciple makers. Now, Ange- so what is it to be evangelistic? A- a- Angela, you're talking about uh, evangelism, and obviously communications has a lot to do with evangelization. And I'm just wondering where social media fits into that it's a form of uh conversation a form of interaction with among people is that a help or a hindrance to evangelization you you can see it as a help in some ways but a hindrance in others and i'll and i'll explain why so in the help it's great social media is great of of getting things out there if you know how to do social media well and you know how to make a quick video, like Father Mike Schmitz. He made he talks really really fast, like me, but he uh-huh. is great at making those short videos and just giving mm-hmm. that truth in a in a moment. And people are inclined to sit and watch him. You have your memes on Facebook for the older generation, Instagram for for young girls or you know the youngers, and then twi- um, Twitter for guys really like Twitter. Uh, those are great, you know, fast messages and to get the word out and get people, you know, you can put a question on there. Just a simple question is like, why do I exist? You know, and, and then they're going to click. Why do I exist? I don't know. But, like, but then you have to take it further. You, you have to recognize that as a society, we are no longer entering into personal relationships. We're entering yep. into AI. Can't, it can't be a replacement. We only we only have just a few minutes left, like about about three or so, and I want to get to some of these other things. It, it seems like there are people that do feel uncomfortable. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone and to evangelize, to make those personal relationships because maybe of fear or weaknesses that they may have, either weaknesses of they're shy or maybe um, they don't know the faith as well or for whatever reason they're uncomfortable talking about their faith. Um, but God gives us gifts 
um, to evangelize, even if um, we may not think we know it all. Can you talk a little bit about how to get out of that comfort zone and how to recognize that we do ha- that God will equip us to do the work or to just have these relationships? Yeah, so the biggest thing is to be a person of prayer. You have to be in relationship with God. Be, at, be active in your prayer life because when you're active in your prayer life, the Holy Spirit is going to move you. He's going to move you to step outside of yourself because you're going to be passionate about it. Um, but you also have to recognize your gifts and your weaknesses. I know that my gift is not standing in the back of the church after Mass and, and going, Hi, I'm Angela. What's, how's your day going? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not good at that. I, I know that I'm good at teaching and where my strengths are. And so you put people in, like, the greeters who are good at that. You put people in, you know, on the seats on the bus where they're good at it. And so you recognize your, your weaknesses, you recognize your strengths, but the other thing is in your strengths, remember to invite God. We're really good about inviting God into our weaknesses and being there, but we forget to invite God into our strengths. We have just a couple minutes left. Um, do you have any recommended, like, resources on the topic of evangelization? You mentioned Father Mike Schmidt. I love him. Um, listen to him all the time. Where can people find him? And then do you have any other resources that you'd like to point people to? Well, Ascension Press is obviously has great podcasts, great um, mini videos, not just of, of uh, Father Mike Schmitz, but many, many others that, that you can watch. Evangelical Catholic, they are a great resource for parishes, for adult formation leaders, for DREs. Um, they're a great organization, and one of their resources is called Next Step, and it kind of walks people through being in a prayer life. There's a Catholic Christian Outreach Faith Study Series, which I love. I was introduced to it by Carol Brown, and it's um, Discovery is the first one. Uh, one of the studies, and it's six weeks where you can um, that you can do at a parish to help walk a person to the evangelization stage. There's Alpha. It's not Catholic, but you can make it Catholic. That's a great resource. Search just came out with Chris Stefanik, and and he does a great job in evangelization. But in truth, um, well, and you got your you know apostolic, you know all the writings of the church, beautiful writings of Saint John Paul II, um, Pope Paul VI, Benedict, Francis. But in truth, programs are not going to evangelize. So a person evangelizes another person, so they need to meet Jesus alive in you, and that is the best resource. Angela Exer, Adult uh, Formation and Mission and Discipleship Director there at St. Louis Montfort. Thanks for being our guest. Do you have a webpage if people want to get connected to you? What's your webpage there at St. Louis Montfort? You can just go to SLDM. Uh, at fishers.org. All right. Thanks so much for being our guest today, Angela. God bless you. God bless your day. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.
www.thepeopleshow.org.